Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Uh, hello to you. I was gonna. I was trying to think for a second. What day is it? It's Thursday. <laughs> it's hard. To, they all kind of all kind of run together, don't they? After a while. I mean, yeah, it's Thursday already. It's been a crazy kind of week. Again, it goes back to the fact that we don't seem to have one story that really carries uh, the storyline all week long. Now we have these. They're big stories for a day. I mean, even the war in the Middle East. Although I have to tell you, Bill, I got a cut I want to play for you today. This right. this is, I want you to imagine this. This happened yesterday. You're at a bus stop minding your own business in Jerusalem. And the, the traffic is rolling along. And suddenly yeah. you hear this. Listen. Hear all that gunfire? You hear? Yeah, all I that hear gun- the gunfire. I'm going like listen to this. Gunfire. Two, uh, two Hamas members in Jer- they're in Jerusalem, mind you. Jerusalem is not on the border. They're in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. They're in a white car. These people are minding their own business in traffic. You heard the noise. You hear it's a typical morning in Jer- in any city. Beep, beep, get out of the way, move, the lights are changing, waiting for, these people are waiting for a bus, something they do every single day, something millions of people around the world do every single day, right? Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, this white car pulls up, stops at the bus stop, two guys jump out with automatic weapons and start firing at innocent people, minding their own business, okay? Just popping them. Bing, 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 bing. Um, I think they said, uh, well, let me read to you. It says, a terror attack in Jerusalem Thursday morning killed at least three Israelis waiting at a bus stop and wounded 11 more. The two gunmen reported to be Israeli Arabs were in turn shot and killed by an off-duty soldier who had just returned from the fighting in Gaza. Uh, The terrorist had been identified by the Israelis as uh, two brothers who were members of Hamas and had previously been in jail for terrorism charges. Now, you, you may ask yourself, does this delay this... Con- now, you notice that initially the ceasefire was supposed to be for four days. Now, right. now we're into six days. Does this give them an opportunity to do anything? Let's say hypothetically what they're saying to their cells around Israel is seize the moment, you know, take, take this, this lull in the fighting to do Their your own doorstep. thing. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is, uh, these poor people were at a bus stop just getting ready to go to work and, uh, they were gone. You heard, thank God that those, uh, off duty soldiers and, uh, a, a civilian, had a weapon on them. And believe me, I saw the video. Those soldiers, those off-duty soldiers, they stepped up. While everybody was running from that bus stop, those those off-duty soldiers, they pulled their weapons and started firing. And those those terrorists, they cowered. They it was, you know, they they were surprised that there was a response. You know, when you attack people at a bus stop, you don't expect there to be a response. They're going to work. They don't have guns on them. But these people had a gun on them, and they literally, I guess they they uh, took the two terrorist brothers out. There was another guy. They don't mention him, I believe, but he seemed to be with them, and uh, I think they didn't kill him. I think they they captured him. It was... It was uh, a sight to see. You can see it, by the way, online, mm. the video. It, it's it's scary. But I wanted you to hear it because the audio is scary, you know? Well, you know, it's going to happen here in the United States. And, you know, the question is, if you're in that crowd and all of a sudden gunshots go off, do you run and flee or do you hit the ground like you're hit? And that way you can kind of look and assess what you need to do. That's a good question. You know, Bill, I, I think that, I, I I think the thing about hitting the ground is you don't know whether they're going to try to 
uh, finish well, people off. Well, they're looking at standing running targets, you know. So unless they're walking up, they've already taken down everybody. You know, you might want to sit there. I mean, maybe there were people know. who did that, Bill. That's a good question. Maybe maybe people did that. I didn't look for that. Uh, no, I'm, no, you don't think about it. But you know, if you're in that situation, you're in a shooter situation. What do you do? Maybe there's somebody out there trained in this kind of stuff that can sit there and send an email to the show. Mail it is it's another day.com. Uh, mail at Jim and Bill.com or Jim and Bill at Mail.com and say, hey, this is what you do. This is, you know, what we train for. You know, because I sure as hell wouldn't know. I mean, but my instinct would be hit the ground unless there's something to get behind right away because a moving target they're going to look at. And I have to tell you, you mentioned something which is true. It's here. It is here. They're admitting in government that there are terror cells already in this country. I have to yeah. re- I have, go ahead, Bill. I, I don't mean to. Uh... Well, no, no. I was going to say, you know, I wasn't going to prop the story up now, but I will. My Orcus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's already informed us how much uh, Joe Biden is going to win the election by. I think it's 12 million votes. He goes, uh, well, is it 12 million? There are 12 million illegal aliens here now that are, uh, uh, he says that they, they do work for the government, you know, that they, uh, they're fundamental to uh, contributing to the government. What do these 12 million illegals do? And wh- what do you want? Wh- what well, do you, you know, we got to go easier on the illegals is what he's saying. And I'm going, and that gets to another point too, you know, it's like, it's that time of the year when you get the phone calls for all the insurance stuff and everything. And I'm going, all these calls come from overseas. We're outsourcing jobs and everything to people that you can't even understand. Yeah. And, and yet, and we talk about how great the economy is, but yet people suffer. You know, why are we outsourcing jobs when we got people here that can do them just fine? I have a friend, uh, a listener to this uh, program, good friend, uh, old friend. Uh, emphasis on They're old. old. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm old. So, you know, uh, Jeff, he listens to our program down on Cape Cod. Yeah. Which, oh. is, which is kind of nice. If you're going to retire, do what my friend Jeff did. Retire to someplace nice. Cape Cod is nice. I can tell you that as a matter of fact. But he sent me this yesterday, and I, I wanted to read this to you. Um, it says 12 to 15 million. That's the figure that the government's kind of admitting to, 12 to 15 million illegal. But by the way, that figure is an under, low. Uh, it's very low. Yeah, exactly. Um, 12 to 15 million illegal aliens have entered, uh, of which a minimum of 2% are assumed military invaders, or mm-hmm. 240 to 300,000 people. Think about that for a second. 240 to 300,000 military invaders. They're now sleeper cells in our country, preparing to strike to destabilize the Republic of the United States. Think about that for a second. You don't hear this in the nightly news because the nightly news are a bunch of cowards. You know? No, they're paid for. They are paid for like they are up in Canada. Let's be honest with it because you don't see the advertising to support their vast volume of viewers that they supposedly had, and they don't. So what other reason could there be? In Canada, at least they admit it. Yeah, we get paid by the government to sit here and spew this crap. Yeah, Our people, uh, not so much. Well, you know, they, they don't want to admit where the money's coming from. What happens, Bill? 300000 Sleeper cells out there getting ready. Getting ready for what? When? I was watching the Rockefeller Center lighting of the Christmas tree last night. You know, it used to be a half an hour program on NBC, and they used to run it at 7 o'clock at night. I'm talking 25 years ago. Now it's a two-hour nightly special with a lot of young singers that I haven't heard of. And I feel like my father now, when he used to watch, you know, when, I, when they would do a special and there would be the Rolling Stones and, and uh, whatever, the Four Tops or all these different uh, groups that I loved, uh, my dad would look, oh, God, turn that TV off. But um, so, th- but they were talking about that, that special being interrupted by protesters, and they were there. Mm-hmm. They were out there, but I guess they kept them far enough away so they couldn't cause a problem. 
and they must have really vetted the crowd of people who got up close and personal before they got in to uh, to see the show. But um, there was a lot of concern that something was going to happen at any time because it was a live broadcast from New York. The, oh, oh, and do you know what else happened, Bill, yesterday? <laughs> what? The national tree at the White House, right? The national tree, which is like right across the street from the right. White House, literally. You can almost hit it with a stone. They put this massive tree, and they come out, and they put all these ornaments on it and lights, and the thing looks fabulous, and it's right across from the White House. Two o'clock yesterday afternoon, timber! Boom! <laughs> it fell down, It, it? fell down. The, the official statement from the, uh, the government, the Park Service, was that it was a windy day, and there was a strong gust of wind that brought the tree down. Now, mind you, they've been putting that tree up there for, I don't know, maybe 100 never years. Done it before. It yeah, never, it's never no. done it before. Yeah. I couldn't help but think, and nobody has said this, okay, but what is the most evil maybe administration in the history of our country? It's probably the one we're sitting in right now, the one we see there in the Biden administration. I mean, they're they're killing our economy. They're killing our security. They're doing all sorts of. They're moving. They're facilitating human trafficking of uh, all kinds of people, adults and children, and uh, they're just allowing it to happen. So they put up this wow. big religious symbol. I mean, a Christmas tree celebrating the birth of Christ, and all of a sudden the wind knocks it down. Does that sound like a divine intervention to you? Does that sound maybe it really does. maybe I mean, God said? Not on my watch. Boom. <laughs> can't I'm keep just, up the economy. Can't yeah. keep up this. Can't keep up that. Can't even keep his own tree up. Exactly. So anyway. It doesn't sound right, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> they got it. I guess they got it back up. But there was a lot of speculation that it would be severely damaged and they couldn't use it. I don't know whether that's the case. I mean, this is a massive tree. This is not like one in your living room. This thing kind of like the Biden administration itself, so severely damaged and uh, it's beyond repair. <laughs> yes, yes, it's exactly. symbolic. The tree, the tree has always been symbolic. Yeah, well, so it's it's reflecting what it sees in America. I, I just couldn't help but think that was God going, no, 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 yeah. no, not not there, not today. Boom. Anyway. Back at you, buddy. <laughs> 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 anyway, getting back to. Uh, uh, something's happening. The Democrats have facilitated all these illegals coming into the country. Now a lot of them, as you know, are protesting. Uh, uh, they're protesting against Israel. They're pro-Palestinians. So yesterday, Hillary, this is weird. Hillary's kind of like on their side, although she has said she's on Israel's side, so maybe that's the story. But, I mean, she's a liberal Democrat. You would think that you wouldn't. You don't protest liberal Democrats. It's like there's no crying in baseball. You don't. You don't. You don't protest a liberal Democrat. Well, they didn't get that message at Columbia University yesterday. Hillary Clinton is walking across a hall between like auditoriums, and she's right. literally about ten feet away. And you hear this. Hillary, Hillary, you can't hide. You're supporting genocide. These people, are they would you, would someone please send them to class? I mean, it's like, do they have study hall or something? Or what, what, why? Aren't well, they... no. Actually, they get credits for this because oh, they're they learning really? how to. Yeah, I'm sure they do. They, you know, they're learning how to protest. Oh, because you know what? What this is the crybaby effect that uh, we're teaching children today. If you don't get your way, uh -huh. throw a hissy fit. Okay, and cry. <laughs> Oh gosh, it's the Democrat <laughs> way. So we have. What? I don't like it. <laughs> That's a Democrat for you. Oh, you gotta love it. So anyway, we have a uh, terror cells. I mean, think about it. Three hundred thousand people. How big is that? It's like a battalion. No, no, several battalions. That's like a small army. What if they? Well, did, what if they were coordinated, Bill? What if they were literally? What if they had weapons waiting for them here? What if they all met up and then got their weapons and then assaulted 
are... Well, how do we know that they're not military-issued by our government weapons? You know, like, yeah, well, we can't be seen giving them to them. You know what? Leave a box over under the tree out in the forest, in the woods, and, you know... You know, that's interesting. You know, a lot of people think that there's not going to be a 2024 election because we're going to have a martial law. There's going to be like an insurrection and violence, and the country's going to say... Well... Well, just like they did in the Ukraine. Just like this guy did in Zelensky. Well, look at the evidence. I mean, look, there's mounting pressure on the Democrats. Now, there's been a lot of bad news for the Dems going after Trump and everything that they're doing this week. But don't worry, the media will be there to sell a new story and how it's all fake news anyway. But I'm sitting there thinking that these guys are going to sit there and no matter what, they're going to manufacture some disaster coming up because that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, hang on. Uh, we played for you yesterday that uh, long but very right on well, the money, uh, yeah. uh, what do you call it, uh, Victor Davis Hanson uh, audio on what to expect in 2024. You know, it's going get, to gonna get bumpy, believe me. And I think that's going to be the case. I think we're in for a bumpy ride. What do you think is going to happen? I think we could see violence. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, uh, even Mayorkas sat there and he admitted to that. Well, your friend wrote you yesterday in uh, Cape Mm -hmm. Cod and said, yeah, 12 to 14 million. I'm sitting here looking at the number that Mayorkas said. There are 12 million. So anytime you hear a number like that or see a number like that, you could probably double it. So let's just sit there. (laughs) 20 million, 25 million. (laughs) Well, they're coming in by the droves every day. And here is Mayorkas saying... There are 12 million illegals that are fundamentally contributing to the welfare of the United States. How are they contributing? They're, they're, well, they're taking over hotels that the government pays for and mm-hmm. kicks honest-paying citizens out of. They're urinating in the streets. Uh, they're probably out there robbing stores and doing whatever. Um, where's the contribution? Uh, yeah, but he- for them to bring this up, that tells me that that's a number, that's a hard number that they just kind of signaled to me. that He did well, say that, Bill, didn't he? He did say that the 12 million hardworking, contributing people, like where? where they're they- learning how to fill out a ballot so they can drop it off in a mailbox or, you know. Yes. You know, a lot of states, most of them blue, uh, they give you these... Uh, IDs that you can use when you're you're illegal, you can use them to vote. Well, why do you think they want to do away with the voter ID and you're just allowed to go in and vote? You know, and and you sit there and you talk about all the candidates that are out there, and they're talking about well, Trump can't beat Biden. Only Biden can beat himself, and he'll beat the hell out of Trump. So then they're looking at the Republican field going, well, maybe the only contender out there, and she doesn't have a big shot, but is Nikki Haley. And, well, we know Biden's going to – boy, Biden is the savior of the world for the Democrats. He could beat Jesus Christ in an election. Oh, gosh. You know, um, it is mind-boggling what they're doing in the name of – uh, in our the guy's name. a phony and a fraud. Oh, you know. Well, yesterday, he, Bill. Yesterday, he's touring a, a wind power manuf. You know those. The, what do they call they the mills? Wind, yeah, yeah, wind, turbines, yeah, turbines. The wind turbines. Yeah. the largest maker of wind turbines in the world is in Colorado. So Joe is out there and he's walking along with uh, three or four, uh, three or four different workers. And they got to find the right cut here because it's really worth listening to. Biden is talking to these three or four workers. These are guys off the off the line. These aren't like yeah. uh, these are just just guys that were workers. And right. uh, so Biden turns to him and says, "This is Nick. Hey, Nick. This is uh, Nick. Oh, okay. Well, look, my my Marine carries that. It has a code to blow up the world. That doesn't. This is not." Nuclear weapons, oh, is it? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's against the candle. <laughs> He's trying to sound like he's one of the boys, right? Yeah. Oh, I left my my uh, my codes with the Marine. Yeah, they're the codes to blow up the world, you know, the nuclear uh, bombs, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's comforting to hear that oh. from uh, the the leader of the, the free, free world. world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, yes. you know, but l- let me ask you a question here because he just said, "Yeah, he." You know, they always talked about Trump yeah. having the football, and he's got the football now. Well, he was a big star football player. He was. Course, he know. almost went but to anyway. Annapolis, except that he didn't. Yeah, yeah, he he didn't, but he almost did. Well, yes. I almost was the president of the United States. I almost starred in a major motion picture. Yes, except in you my didn't. mind, I had the part. <laughs> I I passed the audition. Oh yes. Uh, in reality, I never did the damn thing. But <laughs> you know, he he's he's carrying around these codes, and then he's saying something like that. Is that their fail safe? Are are the elite, the the rich, and the people that control Biden, whether it's Obama or whoever's sitting in a basement saying? This is what you're going to say in the earpiece. Uh, are they sitting there going, you know, if we fail this thing, if we lose, open up the briefcase and blow up the world. You know, you know, uh, if if we can't have it, nobody can. Is that what he's really saying there? You know, you know I mean, you, you know, you, it's hard to really figure out what he's saying because I think he is so uh, off the ranch right now. I think he's he's literally uh, confused. They. If he was not the president of the United States, any other person would be in a assisted living uh, place with playing uh, in his diaper. With That's cu- what he probably yeah, with a couple of attendants, you know, um, all twenty four seven. Because this this guy, he's walking around confused. He's trying to sound like he's one of these the workers on the line at this uh, turbine plant. Oh, hey, Joe. Hey, Nick. How you doing? Uh, yeah, I left my Marine over there with the codes, you know, to blow up the world. You know, nuclear bomb, bombs. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not. That's something you don't joke about. The, the guy is, uh, he's uh, well, in left field. Well, the United States is now a laughing stock, and it's going to take more than four years to fix what Joe has done in two. And that's just a simple hard fact. And as far as those wind turbines go, you know, the Green Deal, the electric energy, we're going all electric. We're doing away with fossil fuel, and this way it's going to be in the next couple of years. Get used to it, friends. Well, it's not up to snuff. As a matter of fact, off the coast of Massachusetts, where they were putting in the turbines, yeah. now they're sitting there going, nah, this ain't going to work. And yeah. a lot of the contracts are going back. So what the hell was the purpose of going to Colorado but to sit there and say, hey, it doesn't matter that this crap is crap. Uh we're going to get behind it anyway. 20 what years ago, logic? Bill, 20 years ago, the mantra of the uh, the green people, right, was save the whales. That was I used to see bumper stickers, save the whale. That's what they were screaming. Now they want wind turbines out there that kill the whale. Now it's like out of hell with a whale, let's crank up those wind turbines. And by yeah. the way, by the way, have you seen they last about two years. They're sitting out in salt water. What do you think salt water does to metal and to uh, engine parts and to electrical engines and things like that? Well, you get the corrosion, it rusts, it eats it away. And now whether they use aluminum or not, I don't know, or whether they electrify the grid on it to where, you know, there is a, a reverse cycle of rust that when you put current, low current through it, but... It's not enough. The damn things. What is the maintenance of somebody having to climb up that thing? You know, because it's not an elevator you take up. It's it's a ladder. You hear about what they did in Michigan yesterday? Oh, it was a big deal. You know, Michigan is a uh, a government that has gone off the uh, rails too. I mean, they are all Democrat all the time, and Mm -hmm. uh, they've just passed. I guess they want to be. they want to get rid of fossil fuels in the generation of power by, I think mm-hmm. it was 2040. Listen. Some rural communities are pushing back. News 10's Aaron Bowling joins us live from the newsroom with what this means for the future of Michigan's energy. Aaron. Yeah, and the bill signed today included clean energy targets for Michigan, such as reaching 100% renewable energy by 2040. The bills detail how Michigan will reach that goal by transitioning existing utility workers, implementing utility cost savings programs, and giving a statewide commission the authority to approve local clean energy projects. A seven-bill package making Michigan the fifth state in the nation to pledge clean energy by 2040. This package of legislation will lower costs for families, 
will create amazing good paying jobs in Michigan and will put us in the driver's seat in terms of leadership and responding to the climate crisis in America. Putting Michigan on the path to get rid of coal plants and create utility scale wind and solar farms. They're big developments aimed for rural areas that have been largely halted by local residents. Green energy projects can now move forward as power was given to the private property owners and the state. Fortunately, with the development and passing of Senate Bills 277 and 502, small farmers like myself will now have the option to keep their family heritage and not have to resort to selling their land. Those opposing the bills say it's government overreach. The Michigan Township Association says these decisions should be up to the whole community. That is a community where they, are, they live, they reside, may work. And these facilities, when they come in, are probably going to be there anywhere from minimum of 25 years to 50 years. As frustrations over the developments continue, today's bill signing was nothing short of a celebration. Those in attendance promoted unionized clean energy jobs, environmental benefits, and enhanced reliability and affordability for utilities. Bringing billions of federal tax dollars home and private investment into our communities. Together, we are protecting our air, our water, and our land while focusing on taking climate change head on. I watched uh, the press conference. These people are airheads, these politicians Mm -hmm. that were speaking. Uh, What is Michigan probably the most famous for other than Motown? Making automobiles, right? To make automobiles, you have to have an incredible amount of power to run all of the robotics, all the machinery to make the automobiles. Uh, The problem they're going to have being green by 2040 is a lot of these power companies, they're still trying to figure out how they're going to be able to generate enough power for the state to be green like they're talking. These people are talking like, oh, we're going to be green by 2040. Without consequence, it's like what Biden did, Bill. You know, he came out a couple about a year ago and said we want to be all electric with cars. You know, all yeah. electric. Do you know? I think it was. I forgot. It was. Uh, was it the automobile manufacturers of uh, of America? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Automobile automobile dealerships of America. Some big association sent a letter with thousands of signatures on it, saying, "Would you please retract?" Your your electric uh, car uh, mandate because we're dying out here. They don't want to buy electric cars. We're stuck with all of these cars that you're forcing on us, and we can't get rid of them. You know, I was thinking, Bill, if you wanted people to go all electric and you're the U.S. government, you stop giving away billions and billions of dollars to all these strange countries— Trillions of dollars to all these strangers. What you do is you say to every American, we're going to give you a car. We're going to give you an electric car. You are going to have it. The only requirement you're going to have is that you have to drive it for a month, meaning you have to get used to it, or you have to drive it for six months. So you have to get used to the routine of charging it and having it in your driveway and getting comfortable around it. Maybe then you might facilitate a transition. But when you tell people they got to buy these expensive, you know, lumps of lead you know, with wheels on them, forget it. Well, everything that's made has a long-term payoff for somebody that makes money. You know, there's no secret that, you know, the, the auto dealerships or the manufacturers, they sit there and they make a car. It's good for 100,000 miles. It might last you five years, 10 years if you're lucky, because they know you're either going to have to buy parts to maintain it or you're going to go buy yourself a new one. So, you know, it just keeps on recycling. The money keeps coming in. You don't get something forever like when you talked about that one fire station with the light bulb that still burns as one of the original yeah. light bulbs, yeah. they didn't they didn't make it for planned obsolescence. They just made a light bulb, and it still burns today. It works. Yeah. But that is what it's all about. So to transition to electric, are we at a point to where, you know, it's, it's money fighting money going, nah, you know what, your money's over with, and we got to go to this. I mean, they've already locked out mechanics. 
with uh, the the codes, you know, every year yeah. they lock them out. With you, you think you can go get the scanner at uh, Walmart, and fix your car, but you don't get all the codes because you don't own you don't own the pro- proprietary um, genius that's behind what that code is you telling just you said, about. You just brought something up. I've never heard anybody say this. Forget <clears throat> buying electric cars. Forget all that stuff. But let's say you have electric cars. How many qualified mechanics will there be at your local gas station to fix those things? None. It has to go back to the dealership. And because it's electronic modules with codes and chips and everything, you know, I'm sure they make a reader that, well, I know they do. They make a reader that you plug in, you can read the codes. But you're not going to get all the codes to fix that car, let alone know how to do it. It's not as simple as you might think. Now, you're not in there soldering wires. It's a chip or a module that you unplug and put in. But a lot of the stuff, they deliberately say, no, it's proprietary. I'm sorry. That's it's top secret. But is it going to be the same next year? No. You know, well, you know, You know, Bill? Because. People say, well, you know, the fossil fuel cars, they're so big and so bad. But the fact of the matter is we've had 100 years of perfecting how they work, fossil fuel cars, you know, gas, uh, internal combustion engines. They are efficient. They're cleaner than ever before. The, and we have thousands of qualified mechanics who know how to fix them when they break down. Uh, they still haven't addressed, I've heard nobody address the spontaneous combustion problem that some of these electric cars have. Some, some electric cars sent out a notice saying, don't park your car in a garage. Because oh, yeah. they were having a problem. You, down, yeah. you, you, you drive it in, you park it, you you know, you go in the house. Hi, honey, you supper on, close the door. The thing in the garage all of a sudden decides, I think I'll blow up. I think I'll catch fire. And that's happened. And nobody well, the battery breaks down. Somewhere inside it breaks down. It's just like if you never, if, if you, oh, my battery's half gone on my phone. I'm going to plug it in and charge it up. It's got a memory. And now it doesn't work when it gets 50%. You know, there's a problem with the batteries. You can also overcharge it. You can sit there. It's you know, people to get these little electric scooters. They bring it into their little apartment, their yeah. condo, whatever. Uh, they park it in the kitchen. Yeah. It's safe. Oh, <laughs> plug it into the wall, and then the damn place burns down because it something goes wrong in the charging, the memory, yeah. or whatever, and then it heats up. Have you ever sat there and grabbed your phone? You go, damn, this thing is hot. You know, and yes, it, it was plugged in charging. Absolutely, well, I have. Yep. And then all of a sudden you start having some weird stuff going on. Well, you might want to replace the battery in your phone. Time to get a new phone. Well, you know what? I mean, there was who a knows time. Do you remember one of the Samsung phones uh, when Catch this, fire. It, they wouldn't let you bring it on an airplane yeah. because they had incidences where the thing caught fire on the plane and they didn't know what they didn't know how to put it out. <laughs> I guess they're hard to stop. Well, what what are a lot of batteries made out of? What do they call them? Li- 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 lithium? Yeah. 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 Uh, and what happens if you take uh, lithium and throw it into a swimming pool? Uh, it, it explodes. Exactly. What happened to that flight down in Florida? They had a load of lithium batteries. They oh, hit the water yeah. And it took the plane down. Yeah, it took it down. Yep. No, we, we have uh, a lot of unanswered questions with this new technology. Uh, the other thing is this, you know, uh, they talk about how how clean electric engines are, but they don't tell you at all about the cobalt mines that uh, are dug by children all around the world. They don't talk about that. They don't talk about the fact that they have to tear up the uh, the face of our, of our planet to find this stuff to to make lithium batteries out of, you know, it's amazing how, how much they lied to us about everything. Uh, this mm. thing, this thing in Michigan, uh, they make it sound like it's a great, they even brought one. Did you notice they had one farmer say, Oh, this is such a good thing because I'll be able to keep my farm. No, 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 no. He also no, had, a, no, they, no. they all, they didn't talk to the other thousand farmers who are, who are going ballistic over this stupid rule, how it's going to change everything. I mean, they won't be able to use their tractors. Uh, you know, it just, it, we, we could go on and on. Uh, I'd th- rather have a missile silo in my, uh, out in my pastures than I would uh, a wind turbine. Yeah, at least you'd have some problem. defense. 
Yeah, you got some defense, and you know what? Except for a guy driving down the dirt road to go do his shift and go down the elevator shaft, ain't nothing going on there. But that wind turbine, man, it's yeah. up there. It screws up birds, the migration of yeah. them. It does a lot of different harmful things around the area to the environment, let alone what it might be doing to the ground under your crops. Forget it. I wouldn't want that on my land. Yeah, But I, I don't agree. think you get a choice in it. You know, it also generates because it's, it's moving. You know, there's a a hum from these things. Mm, you it really, and they say that has an effect on people. If you're in the vicinity of a wind turbine, it generates uh, uh, a noise. Sometimes it's it's a noise you really can't hear, but it's there. Mm-hmm. It's there. Um, I would suggest that we do some serious thinking. I don't think the electric technology, by the way, that we have now. Is uh, is effective? I think that electric cars. I know there are people. I I have friends who have electric cars. Uh, I think out of all the electric cars that are made right now, if I were to buy one, it would be a Tesla because uh, I think Elon Musk uh, has put a lot of uh, work into them, and uh, the technology is pretty darn good. You know, uh, I think it was you yesterday who said that he's going to make available his charging stations to other manufacturers. Yeah, they're making it universal, which is, that is key. You know, it's funny because, like, they're even doing that in the phone things. Like, uh, I'm an Android guy. I think you're an Apple guy. Yep. The charging plugs are different, but they're going with the, you know, the uh, uh, USB-C plug, which is this one that uses Android. And now the iPhones will do that universal charging for them, which I think Apple was against doing, but they were mandated to do it. You know who's big on proprietary for years? Sony was really big on proprietary. That was one of the problems they had with uh, a lot of their uh, recording equipment. Mm-hmm. Tell, you know, even things like the Betacam. Remember the Betacam? You, yeah. You know, they they wanted to be pro- proprietary. Uh, they wanted uh, it. Was, I could go into a long dissertation, but it ended up hurting them. Sony finally yeah. realized. Whoop! Wait a second. I think we're we're hurting ourselves by doing this. Um, Getting back to something which I want, I wanted to talk at the beginning of the show, but believe it or not, I got distracted. You know, I'm, I'm like a, a dog with a squirrel sometimes. Uh, Jack Smith, you know, he's, oh, he's my, the, yeah, yeah, the special yeah. prosecutor. Uh, I don't know whether people are aware of this, but they should be. Um, he asked for a, a search warrant. Uh, 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 this was amazing. Um, and he lied. Yes, he did. <laughs> Can he you imagine lied. that? He lied in his paperwork to get it, and he admitted it. Yes. But you would think, well, okay, that gets Trump off the hook. Well, what, here's what he wanted. About, I, wanted, I just want to tell the folks yeah. before. He wanted a search warrant for all of President Trump's uh, Twitter account. Everything that he posted on Twitter, he wanted not just President Trump's Twitters or tweets. <laughs> I get them so confused. Uh, this is when it was Twitter, not X. Well, I guess it is X now. Um, he, they wanted also everybody who liked Trump. So if if Bill Knight or Jim Harrington looked at a uh, Trump tweet and said, oh, I like that, and they put a little mark next to it, I like that, now I'm attached to that that tweet and the federal government would then also want all of my stuff, all yeah. of your stuff. Now, now, it is a massive information grab. Twitter, by the way, has gone against it legally, trying to stop it to a point where they got, I guess they got fined $350,000 by this uh, Obama-appointed judge, Beryl Howell. Yeah, because they, yeah, which, you know, he was working off of uh, paperwork that he even knew was a lie and yeah. a fraud. And even Jack Smith said, yeah, I fudged it uh, quite a bit there to get it, which means it's an illegal grab of Bill, documents of Trump. They haven't stopped. They haven't retracted the the, uh, the search warrant. No, and they find uh Twitter, the X, $350,000 I mean, for this, delaying if this, everything. If this Howell, this Judge Howell, had any uh, ethics, she, well, would, she would say, oh, you lied to me about that? Okay, that, that warrant is retracted. Yeah, and by the way, there's a new warrant for your arrest for 
you know, falsifying documents and uh, lying before the court. But no, you see, she's on the same page as them. Yes, she is. And there, there's <laughs> yes, there is. is a there is a left and a right divide. Yes. And if you are on the right, then I'm sorry, but what they're doing with all of this, not only trying to nail the lid on Trump with illegal documents, uh, and not illegal by Trump, but illegally obtained stuff that they take and they cherry pick information and weed things out, but they want to round up the dissidents. You know what? That would be you and me. You know how they lied to I, I got to read this part to you, too. Um, what happened was... Uh, they said that the Justice Department argued that Trump would put so-called ongoing investigation in jeopardy if he was aware of the search warrant, meaning they wanted to have the judge issue a search warrant for all of this information about Trump and all of his supporters, but they didn't want to tell Trump or his attorneys. They wanted to keep it quiet because they figured, listen to this, He's a flight risk. That was the that was the thing they lied about. That he's a flight risk, President Trump. So, not only do they want all this information, they they didn't want. This almost sounds illegal. This sounds KGB. This sounds Gestapo. Do you know? This sounds like it's so un-American to think that they could have a search warrant. It's like saying, "I want to go into Bill Knight's house. I want a search warrant to search his house." I want to be able to go through everything in his house, but you can't tell him that I'm going to go into his house with this search warrant. You cannot tell him I have a search warrant. You got to distract him, keep him away from the house, never tell him I was there. I want it to be as secret as secret can be. That's what this guy Smith wanted to do. He wanted to keep it so that Trump didn't know that there was a search warrant out there. He's a weasel that should be behind bars, and hopefully in in, in my lifetime he will be because this guy is is a piece of you-know-what. So but- if you feel, Bill, if you feel like somebody's watching you today or me, I mean, if you ever in your life looked at a Trump uh, tweet or Twitter message and said, oh, I like that, and you clicked that little mark, you know, that little like button, you're now on a long list of millions of people who are uh, going to be in the files of the federal government being examined. We're already listened to every day. You know that because we ran into the little glitch that uh, happened, oh gosh, what was it? Two, About a month ago? Three weeks ago. Yeah. 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 When, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. You know, what's interesting about our situation is I, we do think that uh, we've uh, got some people in high places listening to our they think we're doing something ooh strange you know and this we broadcast this well, you know we it's like hello it's not like it's not like we're talking privately in in a in a room it's not a clandestine conversation you know we record this every day and then put it out there so everybody can hear it ay 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 but then again there's no logic sometimes is there um bill another thing happened yesterday which uh, uh, I I don't feel about this this guy like a lot of people do. Henry Kissinger passed away. He was a hundred. Yeah, a hundred. Yeah. You know, people say, oh, oh, he was a great diplomat. I remember back in the seventies when he was supposed to be negotiating a peace in Paris with the uh, the Vietnamese, North Vietnamese, and he couldn't put it together. He couldn't. He couldn't. It was taking a long time, and. It would should have been something if Trump were the negotiator back then. I think it could have been done in about fifteen to twenty minutes. But nope, this guy dragged it out. He dragged it out for months. He couldn't get it together. I, I question, you know, a lot of things about Henry Kissinger. I'm not. God bless him. I don't wish he's he's passed on. I wish him uh, forgiveness on the other side if he needs it. Uh, but. He was at the World Economic Forum, what, eight months ago? hundred years old. They were telling us Henry on the stage here. Henry Kissinger, everyone applauded him. He's part of the World Economic Forum. He's a, a massive globalist. But a lot of people also think that there's more to his story than we've been told. Yeah, I would believe that too. But Yep. 
you know, there's no, no use talking about him. No, he he's is, gone. And I mean, he's passed on. So good luck in the hereafter there, Henry, because uh, yeah. he didn't do so hot while you were here. Well, you, uh, you know, I hope that uh, you've made peace with the Lord. Let's put it that way. And I, I mean that sincerely. Another thing happened. Um, Elon Musk yesterday <laughs> was, was speaking, was speaking um, at a forum, a symposium. Yeah. I think it was at Columbia University. Yes, of course. You know, this guy travels all over the place. You know, I mean, he's, one, one, one day he's in Israel walking around Israel. The next day he's giving a speech or a lecture at Columbia. Uh, but anyway, uh, they're talking about uh, how the these big advertisers, you know, uh, Disney and all of these, Apple and all these other companies have decided to not advertise on Twitter because Twitter doesn't uh, have the same political uh, views that they have. So they're not going to advertise anymore. By the way, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I won't go to a Disney movie anymore. You know, the Disney Channel, you can keep it. But anyway, they asked uh, Elon Musk about, what do you think about uh, all these companies that have pulled their advertising from Twitter? Listen. Apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. Hope they stop. You hope, uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. But go f*** yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Well, well let me ask you then. <laughs> you hear what he, the reference at the end, hello, Bob, or hey, Bob. That was a reference to Bob Iger, who is the CEO of Disney. You know, hey, Bob, mm -hmm. that's like, that was addressed to you. Go, <laughs> people say, you know, it is kind of stupid when you think about it. I don't know whether you're aware of this or not. If he's not the richest man in the world, he's like one of the top three richest Actually, men. Actually, he is the richest man in the world right now. I think $250 billion. So, I mean, so Bill, he's on his I'm gonna, I'm gonna really bri I'm gonna put you in a hard spot. I'm not gonna advertise on your network. He, he could care less, you know. Well, I don't think he care. You know, uh, he might have come from certain beginnings, but you know, essentially, he had nothing. He, he turned nothing into something. So, yeah. uh, he's not worried about it. You know, you, you, look, we all came into this world butt naked. We'll go out naked if we have to. Um, if you if you stand by your principles, and so well, you know, know it's interesting. He was a darling, just like Trump was a darling of the left for the longest time. When it, when it was uh, when he wasn't uh, expressing any political views, huh. the left loved Elon. Oh my God, I'm going to Elon's cocktail party. You know, I mean, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, they were always waiting in the waiting room to uh, Belmont. To, fetch my slippers, please. <laughs> we're going yes, to Elon's. Yes, exactly. Not anymore. No, now they now it's uh, they realize that these guys Musk and Trump actually have uh, opinions and they're uh, independent and uh, they're good thinkers. I mean, Musk, he's the guy fighting that thing we were just talking about. His company, yeah. they are fighting that subpoena. He got he had fined three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which to Elon Musk is probably interest on his money for about an hour, maybe half hour. You Maybe know. less. I don't know. I, I mean, well, I don't know. Interest anymore is um, you're really not getting that much. I mean, uh, what, yeah. What, yeah, if you've got your money in savings right now, take a good look at and see what you're earning every month. You might go, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. You're better off taking your money and putting it in your sock drawer. You I have to ask you, there. Bill, what do you think of of gold? Every I hear everywhere uh, on television you want to really secure your financial future? Buy gold. Gold is great. Gold uh, is good. Right. What do you think? All right. Well, uh, gold is good. Precious metals are good. But here's what, what my problem is. Okay, let's say that the uh, the monetary system goes to hell in a handbasket. Mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing to barter or deal with, you know, and you got a big bar of gold. What are you going to do? Take a knife yeah. and shave off a little piece of it? There you go. That's, uh, that's about 30 bucks right there. You go. Yeah. Yeah. How, what are you going to do with it? It sits in your vault. That's exactly my thought. Not only that, but okay, let's say you decide, okay, I'm going to, 
I'm going to buy gold. Gold makes sense. First of all, it's got to be, I haven't looked at the numbers, but it's probably pretty high right now. Mm-hmm. So you're buying it kind of high. I, and I could be wrong. I'm not well, following it. But the gold figures, uh, I think, are Bill's checking as we speak. I can tell no, he has no, that not. look. But anyway, um, so you're buying kind of high. Gold goes up and down. With my luck, with the uh, picks in the stock market and stuff like that, I always buy something which is a sure shot until it fails. And, uh, and I that's think that's once you buy it. Exactly. Oh, Jim Harrington bought us. Oh, we can uh, uh, we crash can, it. We can tank it now. But okay, let's say you decide to buy gold. It makes sense. You have us, but you think to yourself, wait a second, where am I going to keep it? Well, we can store it in our own vaults for you, off-site. So, yeah. that, so think about that for a second. So now, you got a piece of paper that says you own it, yes, but you but don't it's in, have it physically. It, yeah, it's in New York or Cleveland or Los Angeles. Okay. And so there's no travel. Everything gets shut down. The yes. internet goes down. And these guys are going, okay, nobody's looking. Yeah. Take it and let's run. But you have how that, do you even? Let me ask you this You have this that question. piece of paper. Yeah, but... Okay, how many times have people bought a piece of paper? Yeah, I own this. Yes, I do. And then five years later, you find out the company was a fraud. There was nothing. Uh-huh. You got a piece of paper. Okay. So what if what if you're buying gold? You know, oh, here's a picture right. of it. You're smarter than that, though. You figure, nah, I'm not letting some offsite company hold on to oh, my gold. Yeah. I'm having it delivered to my house. So I don't know how they ship it. Do they ship it UPS or something? Or I mean, But anyway, they ship to you the gold, right? So all of a sudden, you buy a bunch of gold blocks, and they're probably in a, I don't think they're in an advertised package. They're probably in a, a plain brown wrapper package, you know. I'm sure the yeah. UPS guy or the FedEx guy or the Amazon guy, oh. This thing weighs a ton. Yeah. That, that's a gold shipment yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I better so watch not, out for that. Oh, fell off the truck. Yes. Now the delivery guy, he knows you have gold. Okay. I just dropped off a few bars of gold over at uh, Bill Knight's house. <laughs> okay. Now he knows, and probably a few of his friends know, that some people on his route just got a delivery of gold. Okay, so but you've thought ahead. You've thought ahead. You decided you were going to build an in-the-floor safe. You decided you were going to have some contractor come in and dig up some of your floor and put in a safe. Okay, so you well, did now that. Now they know. That's right. Now the contractor knows where the safe is, uh, what's, <laughs> what he's gonna, what he's going to put. I mean... Now you're a target. Now you well, are. You know, I don't back know. In the, uh, back in the uh, early 1900s, people used to sit there and they'd put money in their mattress, you know, yeah. under the bed. They would sit there and get a mason jar, fill it up with cash, and then bury it in the yard, and they'd have jars buried everywhere. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the only problem is, you know, they might have had $100,000 buried in the backyard. Sure. And they had three kids that would have loved to have inherited that money. Except one problem is they didn't tell anybody that they had the money or where it was, yeah. and then they died. And then the kids go, well, let's get rid of this run-down old shack. Forget about it. And then somebody comes along plowing one day, and yeah. up through the ground comes a broken mason jar with money all over the place. Ho-ho! Yeah, exactly. That has happened. That has happened. People have actually uh, they've torn houses down and found money in the walls, things like, things like that. But the answer to the real question is, if uh, we became a society where everything crashed and you had gold, well, how are you going to sell it? Are you going to barter with it? How are you going to break it off? How are you going to weigh it out? And if the monetary system goes to hell in a handbasket, you know, or the government goes down, you know, your $3,000 an ounce bar of gold is now worth four or five cents. And if you have this gold, how are you going to protect it? If you're yeah. living in a society that has no more of an economy, it's it's a it's a barter system, or uh, people are buying things with gold. How are you going to protect it? Are you are you ready to start like shooting well, how people? Do you even, how do you even know if you do get it shipped to you and you got a bar of gold? All right, you go, I don't know. I got them. I bought them. Okay, yeah, is yeah. it real? Well, you got a certificate. How do you know they certified real gold? Maybe what you got is uh, Brass. something that. <laughs> brass. You got some brass that has gold plating on it. Or you got yeah. aluminum with gold plating on it. Yeah. How, How do you, you going to know? You don't know. You do not know. Look, we're not, obviously, we're never going to get a gold account now 
uh, to be on our program. <laughs> there was probably some guy out there who owned a gold company who thought, I think we're advertising. Yeah, it's pretty uh, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, no, well, yeah, we good. just shot yeah. that in the foot. <laughs> no, not unless they sit there going, "I know how to tell them to protect it." Yeah. Uh, then you ought to be on the show. Exactly. Uh, you, you can you can set us you can set us in the right direction in our wrong ways right now. But right now, I don't trust anything by anybody anywhere anyhow. I think I made it. I'm as clear as Elon Musk. Yes, about yeah, bribing yeah. him with money. <laughs> yes. Well, um, I think it's interesting that we we're even talking about stuff like this, but I can't help but think that over the course of the next year, something uh, massive is going to happen to our country that uh, a lot of people just aren't expecting. Uh, I, well, I think we're really in, in, in for some very difficult times. They're going to try to stop Trump any way they can. And right now he is a movement that continues to grow. Well, do you think they're going to rig the election again? Yes. Do you think that they might use another virus again? Well, Bill, that's interesting you should say that. They're talking about some kind of a child pneumonia right now in China that is, ooh, it's putting a lot of children in the hospital. We don't really know what kind of pneumonia it is. And I'll, I think well, I heard where the, a case of it was found in D.C. So Yeah. And then you've got the, uh, there was the rumors, uh, well, not rumors, but I heard the unconfirmed stories about uh, uh, an abandoned warehouse in Los Angeles that turned yes. out it had an illegal bio lab in it. Well, it might be the same one. It, it, it might have been confused. I don't know. Otherwise, there are two. But you know who story, owned it, Bill? You know who owned it? Who? Who's running it? Illegals. Illegals. Well, okay, then then it's two separate things here because... Uh, well, Chief Media Group uh, goes undercover in Fresno, California. That 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 Fresno is where I'm from. Uh, to report in, on illegal Chinese-funded bio lab. Now, this was actually in um, I think it was uh, Reedley. Uh, were they? Uh, yeah, it was Reedley. Uh, were old yeah, but it was you know, it's, the, it's the same story. They were, it was being run by yeah. illegals. Yeah, it's the same story. It was an abandoned building. And somebody said, why is there a fire hose going up and into the building? You go in there and they find all kinds of uh, body fluids and stuff in there. And then they find the owner of it, run it by a company out of Arizona. He goes, yeah, I was doing it on the behest of the Chinese government. Everything. You know, and, uh, and they're doing that. And this there. guy that we have in the presidency right now, uh, he is a lapdog. He's, he's truly a lapdog for Xi Jinping. By the way, he pronounced it yesterday in that meeting when, when he got up in all of his uh, confusion for the world to see. Our president called Xi Jinping, the leader of China, called him Deng Xiaoping. He, this is his good buddy. He oh, said so many times, boy. oh, we're good friends. We're close buddies. I've seen him a whole bunch of times. And he, yesterday he calls him Deng Xiaoping. This is Xi Jinping. I don't know. Well, you'd think that maybe he'd know the guy that he's so close to, you know, but apparently not. It's going to be interesting in New York to see what goes on with uh, Letitia James and her uh, case against Trump because the witness that came in from the Deutsche Bank yeah. uh, actually uh, pretty well exonerated Trump and, you know, everything that they were trying to do, it shot a hole in their case. Yep. And they got four more witnesses coming where, you know, they were saying, well, apparently what. Letitia and them were doing, they were taking and, and twisting the documents and, and taking things wrong. And the guy came in with records saying, no, 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 no. Here are the records. Here it is right here. You know? Well, and that drove her nuts, you know. She, she's trying to, she came out and tried to counter it at a press conference. And, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, I don't know whether, no matter what Trump and his team, Whatever they do, I think the verdict is already in. Uh, well, yeah, it's in. You know, they they know what they're going to do. What they've got to do right now and is is distract the the news coverage of it and uh, malign the story so they can come back and say, "Well, the evidence is clear." No, it's it's clear as mud. But they're going to sit there. Well, see, they're having this everywhere in every case that they've done. Things are falling apart, even down in Georgia. You know, things are coming unraveled because they have lied and manipulated it. 
even in states where they did the uh, the uh, trying to get Trump off the the ballot, where they lied and changed information, now it's coming back to bite them in the butt. But don't worry, they own the news media. Did you they're see, bought and they're paid for. Did you see where one of the uh, founders of Black Lives Matters has uh, thrown his support behind Donald Trump? Honest yeah. to God, I saw him interviewed, and the guy said, "The guy said, why are you supporting Donald Trump?" He says, "How can you not like the guy? This is this is the leader of Black Lives Matter. This is one of the founders of of the organization, and I guess President Trump came out and thanked him for his yeah. support." Here's a biggie. Uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy's national political director oh. resigns to yes. join the Trump yeah, campaign. I saw, I saw that, but let me ask you a question. You know, Mitt Romney was asked. Who, would you support uh, any Republican? For he said, I'd re- I'd back. Uh, I'd I'd support every Republican except maybe Vivek Ramaswamy, anything other than Trump. He said Vivek Ramaswamy. You have to. I've watched this uh, landscape here, and all of the other candidates, DeSantis and Haley and Chris Christie, you know, Krispy uh, Kreme Christie. Uh, these guys have all attacked Trump. All of them except Vivek Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy gets out there, and he talks about what he's going to do to make the country better. But he doesn't go out and and go after President Trump. And when this guy left his campaign and went over to Trump's campaign, the response from Ramaswamy's people was, hey, we love the guy. God bless him and his future endeavors. Have Have a lot of success. They were supportive of him leaving and going over to the Trump organization, which says to well, me, does that help him? Well, if, uh, I think Ramaswamy's in, running for the vice presidency myself. Yeah, well, that, I, that's what I'm wondering. If this guy is uh, going to be in the perfect position to say, "All right, uh, Donald, we're, be, we're we're beyond all of this." I mean, even the 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 owner of Lowe's is backing Trump, even if he's indicted and uh, convicted. He's going to back him. Oh, yeah. Support him. But you see where the Koch brothers, the Koch brothers uh, uh, are a couple of rich guys who uh, have more money than, they, than a lot of small states, a lot of big states, actually. And uh, But they put their support behind, I think, Haley, Nikki Haley. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a battle of money. This they is don't what's want going on. a lot of people who have money. They don't like Trump because they're jealous of him. He's one of he's one of them. He's, you know, my God, you know, I haven't seen Donald at the country club recently. Well, he's campaigning. Oh, my God, is he still doing that? Yeah, he is out there cam- campaigning. Think about this now. You know, Trump, yeah, he's a billionaire and, and, and all of that. And the, the left is trying to diminish his wealth. Well, he didn't take the salary when he was in uh, D.C. He gave it away. Right. You know, he's probably the only living president that lost money when he went into uh, the office and lost some of his wealth. And by today's standard, when you compare billionaires, he's at the low end of that totem pole. And there's probably, sad sad to say, but because of all the illegal doings and all the money that's hidden, uh, Biden probably has more more billions than he does, believe it or not, because, you know, it's it's coming to bear that they they did a lot of oh, this, this guy in China. He, he took money from all these different countries. I, I, it's amazing how he can and and Hunter, you saw this a couple of days ago, I'm sure, where he says uh, he was subpoenaed to testify in front of Congress, and Hunter sent down stipulations. I'll subpoena. I'll uh, I'll sit in front of the the uh, committee if it's televised. If it's uh, yeah, why I mean, why does he want to do that? Why? Because he wants to control the narrative, right? And, and the the to the credit of the congressman, they said, no, no, we sent you a subpoena. This is not a, a matter of you deciding the terms. It's a matter of you being here to testify, no matter who's videotaping it. You know, I mean, you're going to be here. Well, but Democrats are used to dictating the terms. Yes, not, they are. You know, that's the way they do it. Hey, uh, we've done it again. If you want to contact us, our phone number is 833 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at jimandbill.com, and uh, also jimandbill at mail.com. Um, Please, uh, if you would, 
spread the word, tell your friends, send them a link to uh, our, our podcast. We have thousands of people who have discovered it. Some say millions around the world. Uh, if you'd all send us one dollar, no. <laughs> you know, one dollar to this address. <laughs> yes, no. Uh, it, it is. Am- We're just kidding, folks. Uh, it is amazing the number of people who found the program, and uh, you know, we appreciate anywhere it, but- where there's a person and an internet connection. There's it's another day dot com. That's true. That's true. To think about it, we have <laughs> we have people in. Africa, people in Russia, people in Germany, people in Southeast Asia listening to the program, people in Australia. I don't know whether we have them in South uh, in the uh, Antarctic, but uh, oh, it's uh, funny you should mention that because I have an envelope right here from. Do you? Hang on, yeah. Okay. From the Antarctic. You do? Oh yeah, million. What does it say? Uh, in the she says she loves our show. Anything else? She really does. Yes, What's she that? said. Could you please? Uh, wish everyone well in the Antarctic and say, Hasta la vista, baby! We're out of here! The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>